Please note some of the voices in this story have been masked to protect their identities. Water outages in Johannesburg have severely affected its residents, with the city facing stage 2 restrictions as reservoir storage remains strained. Among those affected are some of the city's public hospitals. The Gauteng Department of Health said in a statement last week that the Helen Joseph Hospital and Rahima Musa Mother and Child Hospital were experiencing low water pressure due to constraints in Johannesburg Waters Network. A doctor in Helen Joseph's emergency department spoke to Times Live about the impact of water outages on the functioning of the hospital. The hospital, which has about 635 beds, has been battling water outages since late September. The doctor says water runs out quickly in some parts of the facility, such as the laboratory, theatre and emergency department, resulting in major issues with sanitation and infection control for patients as well as hospital staff. The reservoir that feeds the hospital starts on the side of the admin and the HR, um, who are closed for 16 hours a day, more or less. But the areas that are running 24 hours a day, like the laboratory, uh, the theatre, the ICU, and the emergency department, um, are using more water, and their pipes are running dry, and then there's no water. And the renal dialysis unit um, that dialyzes uh, kidney failure patients is running out of water, uh, which is also critical for that uh, process to take place. For the majority of the staff, the two issues are sanitation and infection control. If you look at it from a patient point of view, um, especially in the emergency department when the patients are coming in, they're acutely ill. I mean, they're not people that are comfortable to run around looking for toilets because the reason that they're there is, is they're sick. They possibly can't walk because of their blood pressures or a stroke or, or, or dehydration or uh, trauma. They can't go looking for a toilet outside. So sanitation facilities are dreadful because you you expect that every time you have a toilet, when you finish, you flush the toilet and it clears. So the next person who goes in can find a, a clean toilet. But if there's no water, you can't flush the toilet. And this goes on until it's totally flooded. And, and I mean, that is, is absolutely disgusting. I'm sorry, it is, because I, I see it every day that this happens. Uh, that same process is for the staff. Where do the staff go? In an emergency department, the staff are not supposed to leave the department, but now they have to leave the department to find a sanitary place to go to the toilet. And they work 12-hour shifts, so you can't say, well, I won't go to the toilet in 12 hours, and I won't eat in those 12 hours, and I won't drink in those 12 hours, because in general, as a human being, you, you can't do that. Then, of course, there's the basic conditions of, of, of sanitation. How do you wash your hands between patients? How do you wash your hands if you're going to do a sterile procedure? How are you going to keep things sterile uh, when you've got to do something to help the patient and, and there's, there's, there's limited sanitation? How do you clean bowls 
that have got blood in them or vomit in them without without water. And this is going to result in a lack of infection control and increased disease processes. When there's no water, there's no water anywhere for us. We can't go to a tap. We can't clean our stretchers. We do a lot of trauma. We get patients come in, they are bleeding. How do you clean the blood off? Blood carries diseases. We can't clean those things. The cleaners have to run around the hospital trying to fill their buckets with water. How efficient does that make the cleaners? They are exhausted and distressed because they should have access to water to fill their buckets to clean immediately and move on. But now they can't do that. It can take half an hour for them to run around and find a source of water if and sometimes there is absolutely no source of water. It is a huge problem with sanitation, with health, with dignity. Uh, the Department of Water and Sanitation states, you know, water is life, sanitation is dignity. And we don't have water and we don't have sanitation. We barely have life and we certainly don't have dignity. The doctor outlines the other negative effects of water outages on the building's infrastructure and reputation as a medical facility, saying they are faced with complaints from patients and relatives. She says the option to divert patients to other hospitals isn't easy as there are strict criteria to be followed. And in our particular hospital, the problem is because it's a reasonably high-rise hospital, um, we have three or four floors above us, patients in the outpatients above us go and they turn on the taps to try and get water and then there's no water, and then they forget to switch off the taps, or they don't know which way to switch them off, because there's no water either way. So the taps are left on. Then the outpatient departments close at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, then at the night when there's less usage of water, the, the pipes here eventually fall, and then the taps run flat out, and they overflow, and they waste water, but then the water runs through the floors, through the ceilings, and runs all the way down to the bottom, the ground floor, and floods the floors. And the ED is on the bottom floor, and that in itself is another stress, getting a lot more complaints. And, uh, you know, relatives are writing the letters that say the hospital is disgusting. We know the hospital is disgusting. We are working in this environment every single day. Um, but I am struggling to be able to do anything about it because without electricity and without the cooperation of the politicians and the engineers to make sure that the water gets to the hospital adequately and accurately on time, it is no use complaining to the nurse or the doctor in the emergency department and making out it's their fault. It's not our fault. Well, we try and ask what we call for a divert for ambulances when we have no water. But the criteria are very strict and the people who approve diverts do not always give us diverts because we have a lack of water. Sometimes... Uh, the person who controls the diverts will give us a small divert and then patients will go to other hospitals for maximum of four hours. 
But our water shortage isn't lasting four hours. Our water shortage is lasting for 24 to 48 hours before the water comes back. So, uh, and, and we can't phone another hospital and say, oh, please take six patients because we've got no water to treat them. The other hospitals are not uh, quiet. They are also quite busy uh, treating patients and they really can't support the huge volume coming from the Hellendorf of hospitals. According to the doctor, there are alternative water supply measures in place, including tankers that come to refill their storage tanks. But they are often unaware how these are meant to operate as there is no communication and these options are quickly depleted. They promised to bring in water tankers. At some point, the water tankers arrive, um, but that is not immediately. Then they start, the water tankers pump the water into the reservoir area, which then pumps the water into the hospital. Uh, and then it starts to fill the pipes. And the last places to get the water is the downstairs emergency department and the laboratory. And other areas that struggle are when they're high up on the high floors because the pressure to get up onto high floors is extremely difficult. And places like renal dialysis, ICU and theater also uh, struggle to get water. And the communication is not clear from um, those in charge of that and those above me. The tankers seem to arrive sometimes easily 12 hours after people say they've been called for. Um, so the water is not just coming in, uh, in in a routine, sensible manner. And that is one of our, our complaints. Well, having had a long discussion with them about communication, it is slightly improving. On Wednesday, Johannesburg Water provided an update on the city's water infrastructure saying several reservoirs and towers remain constrained with minimal recovery and improvements in a few systems. For Times Live Podcasts, I'm Demi Buzo.